Welcome to uh, another Wednesday evening, Builders Problems Solved. If this is your first time uh, viewing Builders Problems Solved, um, welcome, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Uh, we've got Wayno, we've got Michael, we've got Julie, we've got Hugh watching already. Fantastic. Welcome this evening. The purpose of Builders Problems Solved is to really... Uh, identify the common issues that, that happen that cause pain, unnecessary pain, in pretty much all building businesses. Ollie has just joined. Good evening, Ollie. Uh, Becca is watching. Becca, where are you from? Are, are you from the UK? Please put that in the comment section and tell me whether you're watching from the UK because if you are, you're a legend. <laughs> if, if you're not, you're just a smaller legend you know, for joining us live. But the purpose of the program, as I say, is um, just to identify the, the the common issues and just work through them and, and, and provide some solutions so that unnecessary pain can just disappear. Becca is waving. Uh, you still need to tell me where you're from, Beck. So... Where, where are you watching from? For that matter, if you're watching us live, just put Anton's here. Good evening, Anton. Chris is here. Um, just put in the comment section where you are actually watching from. That would be really cool so we can see where everyone is watching us from. So this evening, this very evening, what we're going to be doing is talking to Kim Edwards uh, up in Queensland. She's up in Queensland. Uh, Becca says, woohoo, I'm officially a legend. That means she's watching from the UK. So we officially, we've gone international, folks. We are international tonight. Fantastic. All the way from Tasmania. Chris is in Queensland. Reasonably impressive. Kim's from Queensland as well. So one of the issues that uh, that are, are quite common in the the building business is the lack of quality procedures. Ollie's in the lounge room. The lack of quality procedures in the administrative section of the building business, particularly if it's kind of a small building business uh, and there isn't really anyone. Uh, uh, specifically uh, in charge of all of that administrative stuff. So that, that's fair enough. But uh, the reason I wanted to talk to, to Kim tonight was uh, some months ago uh, we were starting to talk to Kim about training a new person in, in the administration area uh, of their business and uh, a little while later, Kim got some great news. Are we allowed to say anything? Just give me a nod, Kim, yes. <laughs> that she uh, is with child, is that how you say it? Or pregnant, preggers. <laughs> uh, and, and that means that there's going to be a forced time off. Rob's with us, Steve's with us, thanks for joining. Um, and, and so it became a necessity to be able to train somebody else to, to pick up the slack. And there is a specific way of doing that. 
And what what I'd like uh, to happen this evening is uh, just to pick Kim's brain and tell us how she's done that, what the pitfalls are that you need to look out for, and also what the benefits are and the, the process that she's found that works because she's made tremendous progress in a really super short amount of time, at least from my perspective, outside looking in. Greg's just joined us. Adam is with us. For the third time today, you are a glutton for punishment, Adam. Let me just unmute Kim and welcome, Kim, to Builders Problem Solved. How are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. So quickly tell us about, Beck said congratulations, Kim, because I don't think at your end you can see the, the comment. So no, I'll, thank you very I'll, much. Wayno <laughs> uh, said g'day, as he always does. <laughs> Um, tell us a little bit about your business and your role just quickly. Where are you? What do you do? And, and what's your specific role? Okay. So, um, our business is 16 of us all up. Uh, there's five of us in the office and the rest are all on site. Um, so we, it's Terry, myself and Paula. So Paula at the moment looks after most of the admin Terry does the quoting and I kind of float in between all of them, do a bit of project managing and on siting and, and that kind of stuff. So um, not a small company but nowhere near, not a huge company either. So, mm -hmm. What yeah. do you specialise in? Uh, we specialise in steel-framed homes um, and houses on stumps, so no, no concreting, no timber frames. So cool. a little bit different there. Yeah. So uh, I think it was probably, it, would it have been three months ago that we really started? I, from my memory, it wasn't very long ago when we first started uh, talking with you about, you know, the, the um, one of your, your team members in the office displayed a desire to learn more and take more responsibility. So there you go, folks. Miracles do happen. <laughs> do want to do more they do they want to take more responsibility they want to be able to contribute more good team members want to do that so uh we've got to clear the pathway and, and encourage them to do that so that happened to you it did so um i think it was the first full week back in january okay. she had a mini meltdown and and said that she didn't feel like she was doing enough in the business so yeah, it kind of stemmed from that. Then once we knew she was serious, it was a lot easier to do stuff. Okay. So. so tell us what the, the process was after that because, it's you know, the, I think probably the way you're going to explain it, people will go, well, that was easy. <laughs> But it's not, it's not at all. And, and I think one of the biggest challenges people have is holding on to things and, and not wanting to give away, quote, unquote, control. Um, and, and so there's, there's a bunch of emotional things that we sometimes need to get over. Was that your case or were you happy just to go, here you go? Um, I, was, I wanted to keep her happy, so I was happy to obviously give her some stuff. Um, a few times I found myself going, oh, I'll just do it myself. You know, like it's just easier if I just do it. Mm. Um, and that didn't benefit anyone. Um, 
So, like, we we sat down and we wrote a list of every single job that we would do in a month. And it wasn't it wasn't my purpose to freak her out or anything, you know, to think, oh, my gosh, that's how much she does or anything. It was just I wanted there to be a clear list of things that we had to cover. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the first step that we did. And that's that that you know when you say it craig's just joined us good evening craig um when you say it like that it it doesn't sound like rocket science but that is something that that doesn't happen people tend to kyle's just joined us good evening kyle people tend to keep it in in their heads and 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 by writing it down quite often some amazing things can happen so what did you notice when you started to write down, and I'm, I'm assuming what you were capturing was your collective ac- actions or activities that both of you needed to take care of or just hers or yours? Um, we, we did separate lists. Yep. Um, and then we kind of joined them together. So if there was a repeat of jobs, we got rid of them and just kept them on one list. Um, that way we figured we wouldn't miss anything. Yep. So. And when you, wrote, when you wrote them down and looked at the list, did anything happen? I thought, holy moly, I do all that. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the desired effect of going, oh, that's not much. No, no not at all. <laughs> so the interesting thing is once once you put it out and, and spread it out there, um, you can, I guess, uh, s- start to figure out which ones are the priority, uh, which ones need to be done before others which ones have some form of structure to them already, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, procedure and, and so forth. Um, so what did you find when you when you created that list? Um, we found, you know, some of them you could slot into a timeline so they fit perfectly. Others didn't. Um, some needed to be slip, split up into smaller sections. So um, the list got bigger and smaller in, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so from from the, my perspective and my observation tower of, of watching you over the last number of months with this, talking to you about it, uh, I, I was quite inspired at the rate at which you were able to get um, your, your team member, other team member up and running and taking full responsibility for it. It's like you had the idea. I think within a week or, or just over, uh, everything had been written down. The process of of handing off uh, certain certain tasks had started, um, and I, I don't know that it was much more than a month before she had taken a significant chunk of your um, activities off your plate. How did that feel? Um, it was great. But at the same time, I felt a little bit useless, like I was just turning up to work and sitting there and not doing anything. So, yeah, yeah I just had to get past that and then I was okay. So, And, and that is such an important point to recognise, folks. Um, on a small scale, like uh, uh, Kim is talking about, moving a little out of a position and allowing somebody else to, to take that over so you can work more on the business, that's the smaller scale. But on the larger scale, quite often we, with our coaching, particularly in the past, we've been uh, working with, with business owners and their, their desire 
the end goal was to gain freedom from their business so they didn't have to go to their business every day. And uh, achieving that, believe it or not, isn't all that difficult. By the implementation of procedures and systems and measurement and reporting and a bit of training and so forth, it can happen and it can happen reasonably quickly. But here's what we noticed when it started to happen for some business owners. Because they didn't have anywhere to go and because... Being the problem solver and the person that people come to to ask questions and have their issues solved and ask you where this is and how do we do that, believe it or not, that gives you a sense of significance. And and uh, there are these things called the six human needs. Significance is one of them. It means that we must have it fulfilled. Uh, and And... What happens when you start to get freedom from your business, as Kim just mentioned, you start to feel a bit useless. You start to feel like the third wheel, you know. it's what, what, What's my purpose here? So it's essential to have somewhere to go. And over the years we've noticed that by just helping a business owner to get free from their day-to-day requirement to run the business, they almost become like the pyromaniac firefighter. They come back to the business and they cause problems subconsciously so they've got something to fix. Now, that hasn't happened in your case, Kim, has it? No, not that I know of. <laughs> it is a subconscious thing, so maybe you're out there, you know, like matches and <laughs> causing a few... Who knows what people are saying behind my back, but... <laughs> um, so... Um, when when uh, you were training, what's the lady's name? Uh, Stephanie. Stephanie. So you're training Stephanie. Uh, was there a specific process that you used? Uh, can you share the steps with us? Um, so we we tried to time block at least one new procedure a day. Um, when I say day, I mean three times a week. She only works at this stage. Um, once I go on maternity leave, she'll go full time. So just um, step and tell us what a time block is because there are some people out there that understand what it is and do it, and there are some people out there who are going, what the hell's that? Or, But the specificity of how you do a time block I think is, is really important. I think most people know that you're blocking out time, but how did you do it? What are the specific important parts? Well, we... The first thing we did was work out a time that was appropriate for both of us, which was just after lunch, so around 1.30. Um, we'd already have a, a plan of what procedure we are going to work through from the morning meeting. Um, and then for the next 50 minutes from 1.30 till 2.20, we only worked on that. Someone else answered the phone calls, someone answered emails. We only worked on that. And then for the 10 minutes after 2.20 to 2.30, we went out back, made ourselves a coffee, had a chat, just relaxed. So by doing that three times a week, we got through it so yeah. much quicker. Yeah. So it's fundamentally three hours a week. Uh, I was talking to one, uh, one of our new uh, Black Belt members on a, one of our Wednesday Sherpa calls this morning about this same thing uh, and and talking to her about her current approach, which is just trying to suck out the information, the knowledge from one person's head and inject it into the head of somebody else. That's the process that most people go through. If you've got an apprentice or whatever, you go, mate, this is how you do it, and you explain it or you might show them or something like that. 
And that's okay for some things, but other things need a written procedure. And one of the the, the really uh, cool things about writing procedures and having procedures, well, the first thing you need to have is a procedure to capture procedures, which I think we talked about. You know, there is a procedure to capture procedures. I know it sounds weird, but you need to have that. And it's pretty much a four-step thing. You've got to have a name for the procedure so it's easy to reference later on, whether you do it electronically or shove it in a folder with a tab section. It needs to make sense. It needs to be easy to find later. So that makes sense. The the, the second thing is it it, uh, has to have a purpose and the reason for the purpose is, or the purpose for the purpose is, Firstly, if you can't figure out a, a reasonable and significant purpose, don't worry about turning it into a procedure because you're just wasting your time. But the second thing is when the person um, that that is going to use or, or perform this procedure understands clearly what the purpose is, they are more likely to comply because the thing with procedures is they're worthless unless they are followed, you know. And even if there is a better way of doing it, you're better off creating a culture of uh, everyone following that procedure so there's consistency. And if it's not working as well as it could be, we get the team together and we we talk about how, how to make it better. Um, and then you create the steps uh, for the, the new procedure. Christine has just joined us. We were just talking about you. And you weren't here. <laughs> but you know what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, uh, training a new person because Christine's training Ali uh, and um, Kim has been training Stephanie. And when you were doing it, uh, Kim, did you notice that when you're getting the information out of your head and endeavouring to capture it together in a procedure, did you notice that there there could have been a better way of doing that procedure as you're getting them out of your head? Were you able to refine them as you were teaching them? Um, in some ways, yes. Yeah. It, again, it was difficult because I've got a set way how I do things. And so Stephanie would suggest another way. And, and in my head, I'd be like, yeah, that's a great idea. But I'd probably say, no, that's ridiculous. Don't even think about it. <laughs> and a little voice in the back of your head's going, bitch. Yeah, that's right. So that was another thing I had to get over. You're toying with. But that, that, you know, how important is that and how great is it that, that, you know, it's fair enough you go like that. Jake's just joined us. Good evening. Um, You know, you you, you go like that because that's how you've been doing it and it's your baby and you don't, you know, us humans, we don't like change. But being able to step back away from it and understand that the person who's going to be performing this task needs to own it. So what a great thing you did. So what did you notice when you did say, well, that that is another way of doing it? We can, you know, what was the reaction? Um, we, she, she wanted to do it more. If she could do it her way and put a stamp on it, she, she yeah, like you said, she wanted to own it. So it really helped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so <clears throat> how have you been going with with her just over the last little while as far as uh, continuing to communicate and refine some of those those procedures? Have you found that you've just 
you created them together, she's following them, and that's it? Or have you devised a, a process of continual uh, communication of Im- and, and improvement? Um, so we've created, a, uh, we created most of them. I think we've created 95% of them now that we want to. Um, it's, you know, but some of them have been up, like when we get insurance on QLE, for example, um, the, the process has changed. So it's constantly having to be looked at. Um, luckily I don't have to do it anymore. She follows the procedure and if she's doing it and sees that it needs to be changed, she does it herself. So that's one good thing. She knows how to do it now. So cool. Yeah. Uh, Bryce is also watching. I think Bryce might be a first timer. I don't recall Bryce being with us before, but I haven't had the system that shows who's watching before. So he could have been, and I didn't know. Um, so uh, we're sort of rapidly running out of time, which always happens with this short, sharp show. Um, what what are some of the stumbling blocks when you're training somebody and and building procedures with them that you noticed? What were some of the things that you needed to uh, fix because they they uh, it just didn't work? There was a bit of a problem there. Um, patience was the first thing that I needed to fix to try and teach someone new things. Um, like I said before, it was easier just to say, look, I'm just going to do it myself and I'll, I'll write the procedure myself and I'll give it to you and you can do it later rather than, you know, walking her through it. And she took notes while we were doing it and she wrote the procedures herself. So she understands it's not me writing them for her. It's her writing them for her and other people later on down the track. So, so how come you didn't write it because it's quicker and, and whatever and give it to her? What, what do you think might have happened? I just, I feel like um, she would have thought I was dictating to her. I wanted her to to write it herself and understand it and put a lot more uh, detail into it compared to what I would because I've been doing it for years. It, I'd think, oh, that's enough detail. Yep. Whereas she really needed the the specificity of it. Ooh, that's so. a nice big word. Thank you. Yeah, I learned it from you. <laughs> specificity. <laughs> um, super important point right there. And again, talking to Christine this, this morning about the same sort of thing. So Christine's in this place, and you were too, where you've kind of got all of these spinning plates. You're doing the work. You're keeping the, the the wheels spinning, and now you need to train somebody. Uh, it the, the I suppose the the easiest route to go down is doing what we're just talking about. It's just tell them, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what, you know, I, I really don't have the time to spend with them. I just need to tell them. And what Christine was noticing is that process. Uh, it doesn't stick in people's minds because they're being told, uh, and and so they end up coming back and back and back. How do you do that? How do you do this again? How do you do this again? You've got all the plates spinning and you're being interrupted. So this takes a little bit of extra time, doesn't it, to to sit down and go through the process? But what's been the main benefits of it that you've noticed? so far about apart from you know feeling useless uh, <laughs> um main benefits um definitely how she is when she comes into work she's excited now whereas before she was you know it's just another day answering phones um so she's really taken ownership um 
she's constantly wanting to try and do new things. She's just excited to be there, which is is great. Like you don't get many employees that are like that. Mm. So, and and she's basically done it herself. She's she's motivated herself to do it. So, which is even better. Yeah. And my suspicion is that 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 can happen with the majority of employees and and I think that something that most people don't really get or maybe don't believe is that people do want to contribute they they do want to be part of a team they do want to learn they do want to grow um they definitely want recognition um and they want to be connected and special and uh by doing kind of ticks all of those boxes that um you know, they, they, they can contribute, they are listened to, they are relevant, um, and, and when their suggestions are put in place, they kind of pump their chest out and want to do it again, which is what, what you're um, experiencing. So how this has sort of rolled out, do you think that if, you know, she needed some time off or was away on holidays or whatever, what she's created, would that be able to really easily sort of transferred to somebody that would come in and take not necessarily you, but someone who hasn't done that before? Um, definitely. The way she's written everything, I think it's it's been written from a perspective of it's brand new. You know, you've never done it before. So um, definitely someone completely new could follow the procedure quite easily. Yeah. So um, just before we get out of here, what what do you think the, the main things are? that you would advise people listening if, if they're, you know, and folks, I don't think this matters whether it's somebody in administration or somebody on site or whether it's an apprentice or whatever. I, I think the same process would apply to pretty much any area in any business. Would you agree? Definitely. Yeah. So, um, what, what are the, the, the important things that people need to make sure that they follow? in this process to make it as successful as possible? Um, I guess number one thing would be to keep them involved. Don't just um, assume what you've written is good enough or uh, that you telling them is good enough. They need to be involved right from the start, right to the end um, for them to take ownership. Uh, What else? I guess taking on their suggestions yeah. is another really good thing because um, you never know what kind of things they're going to come up with. It could it could be better, it could be worse, but you just never know. So if if it happened with you, but how do you handle it if uh, if her suggestion was a workable suggestion, but it wasn't as good as what you would have suggested? <laughs> how do you handle that? Um, in my case, I asked her to do it her way and to do it my way and then to see which one she liked better. Majority of the time she picked my way after that, so, yeah. But that's kind of then her way, isn't it, you know, and and such uh, a masterful stroke. That is is great leadership right there. It's like you're not – I think, folks, the worst thing you can do is say give me – give me your suggestions. I'm really interested in your suggestions. Let's work together to overcome these issues. And they go, well, this is what I think. And you go, that's really stupid. 
you know, <laughs> you, it's so important to do what Kim said to, to uh, have them feel like they're being listened to and what they're saying is important. And how you do that is, is let them go do it and, and give you some feedback. Now, obviously, if they're going to do something silly like lay on the train tracks, you, you might need to do <laughs> something to prevent that. But, um, you know, in, in, a, in a procedural kind of way, not that much can go wrong. And I just love the way that, that Kim did it there where she goes, hey, hey, do it your way and do it this way and tell me which one you like the best. Tell me which one works the best. And then it is their choice. And, uh, and, and, and away we go. So is this starting to happen in other areas of the business or are you the pioneer in the business as far as this concerned? Um, probably the pioneer at this stage. Um, I don't think it would take much to get it happening in other areas, though, now that we've worked out the, the right and easiest way to do it. It's, it's easy to apply anywhere, so... Justin's just joined us just in time to say goodbye, Justin. Well done. <laughs> Glad you could join us. Um, uh, do you think that uh, everything's pretty much right? How much longer have you got to go before you're sort of taking off and uh, doing um, the family thing for a little while? Well, I'm due 31st of August, okay. so... Um, again, being my first, I don't really know what to expect, but I would think I'll probably take off maybe two weeks before that, roughly. Um, so at this stage, uh, she's, she's taken on a lot more. She's not still up to taking on all the jobs and everything, but she's probably taken on 50% of it. So over the next two and a bit months, I'm just going to gradually give her more and more. And then probably for the last two to three weeks, I think I'll just turn up to work maybe a couple of hours every day and let her handle it. I'll still be there if she needs help, but, yeah, yes. she'll have it by then. You've done an absolutely outstanding job. Um, we can all learn from how you've done that, how quickly you've done it, how well you've done it. Uh, some people never do it. They just want to hold on and get a stranglehold on on the control and just find it really difficult to let go you've done an amazing job i think in summary the things that we need to remember folks is um you, you know you can't tell it you can't create it and tell them to do it got to get them involved uh you've got to respect their opinion and i think one of the most profound parts that uh of, of this conversation that kim mentioned was the time blocking and uh by by having the, the time blocks the way that they had it. And, and if you recall, Kim said she would, uh, they would work for 50 minutes, which is very, very specific, uninterrupted. So the important thing with the time block is a start time and a finish time. You've got to have that finish time. You, you just don't keep going until it's done. You, you've got to fit what you've, you, you need to do within that start and finish time. And then there needs to be that little reward at the end. So they did 50 minutes uninterrupted, go hard, and then they went out the back for 10 minutes, had a coffee, had a chat, have a laugh, and that is the reward for that focus and the discipline um, in that first 50 minutes. So absolutely brilliant. 
Uh, hope everything turns out wonderfully. Thanks for uh, sharing your wisdom and uh, your your journey here. I'm sure it's going to be valuable for everybody watching live and everybody watching the replay. Um, uh, we'll be staying in touch and watching the the next part of the journey to see how it goes when you go, whoop, there you go. <laughs> There'll come a day uh, where you won't be coming in and you won't be available because you'll have far more important things to do. That's right, yeah. So Christine said uh, thanks. Adam said thanks. Michael Wilkinson said great content. Thank you. Ollie said nice one. Kim, ah, the specificity. <laughs> Thank you, Ollie. So uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us live. Um Next week, uh, we've got, um, I, think, I think it might be Mr. Wilkinson there, I think, is joining us. So we're, we're changing it up a bit and we're getting actual builders with a problem coming onto the show uh, and, where possible, getting another builder uh, to come on as well that has had that problem in the past and we can just have a, a, a bit of a three-way chat about that so we can solve the problem and everybody listening, if they've got that problem, they can um, uh, they can implement that solution as well and everybody, uh, everybody wins. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Wayno says, Ripper, Kimmy, Michael Wilkinson has got six deer-in-the-headlight emojis, three... Crapping himself, laughing emoji, and one thumbs up. So I think he's sort of scared and happy all at once. <laughs> so tell us about your experience doing the show. Did it hurt? No, no, it didn't. It's very easy. <laughs> Just a chat. Uh, Stephen said, uh, awesome, Kim. I think Stephen is going to be joining us next week with Michael. Uh, can't wait to do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please put it in your diary, folks. Join us here for Builders Problem Solves, 8 p.m. next Wednesday evening. If you've got any questions about this, what we've covered today, uh, put them in the comment section. I'm always monitoring it and uh, I can point you in the right direction and help you out as best as possible. Um, if you're uh, in Builders in a Circle and you want a, a little bit more training, we do a, a training every week called True Builders Wealth. Uh, if you want to jump on that, you just simply go to the buildersbusinessblackbelt.com.au website. Up the top it says free webinar. Click on that and uh, register and away you go. And there's a ton of awesome stuff in that webinar that will really challenge your thinking but point you in the right direction. So there you have it. Thank you, Kim. hope everything goes well. Thanks for putting the time aside. Terry, father, is watching. That'd be right. <laughs> I think he was there before, but for some reason he was sort of skulking in the background somewhere and didn't come up electronically. Don't know how he did that. He must be an electronic genius, <laughs> techno genius. But anyway, g'day, Terry. Thanks for joining us. Paula's there somewhere, I'm sure. Um, thank you, Kim. Thank you, everybody, for watching. That is it. Builders Business Black Belt, another episode of Builders Problem Solved. That is it. Bye for now.